Welcome to Slim and Satisfied, a podcast about weight loss for women dealing with hormonal imbalances. I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and I invite you to join me weekly for conversations, practical strategies, and resources that will lead you on the right path to feeling satisfied with your body and your life. And now, let's get to today's episode. hope you're all having a great summer. I'm recording this at the end of July. I just got back from vacation and I'm feeling great. I had a great time. I was away for a month and I spent time with family and friends in Israel and it was just a wonderful, wonderful vacation. Taking a break is nice. It gives you tons of perspective and I just feel renewed and with lots of great energy coming back into work and into recording lots of great content for you. And today's episode is about a topic that I don't normally talk about in my practice too much, but I'm seeing it come up in a lot of uh, Facebook groups, and I get questions from clients most recently about this topic, and that is weight loss medications. So I wanted to address it because I do have lots of experience working with people who've used medications for weight loss, and I do think that they could be a good option for some people. So what I'd like to go over today is... Five things that you need to know about weight loss medications, who they're for, who they're not for, and what kind of results you can expect if you do choose to give this a try. Before we jump into that, I want to invite you to join me on Instagram. I recently started posting lots of great content, tips, tricks, strategies, and I want to see you there. I want to hang out with you. I want to have conversations with you because here on the podcast, obviously, it's me talking and I can't hear your questions. I can't hear your thoughts and I can't hear all the feedback that you may have for me. And I do want to know about it. So head on over to Instagram. My handle is at Daphna underscore Chazen. So I'm going to link to it below and just follow me and let me know your thoughts. I want to hear all about what you want to hear about, what kind of things are going to help you to get better momentum with weight loss, what things are working for you and what you need to see more of so you can get the right support to meet your goals. So let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is weight loss medications. As I said before, I'm shifting gears a little bit today. I'm not going to talk about food and motivation strategies and the regular things that I would normally talk about. I want to talk about something that's been brought up a lot recently, both online and with my personal clients, and that is weight loss medications. There's a good degree of confusion around this and for good reason. So today I wanted to talk about what those medications are, what they aren't, who they're for, and how can you decide if you want to give them a shot, which one is right for you and what you can expect in terms of results and side effects as well. Just to be super clear, I'm going to be talking about prescription weight loss medications. These are drugs that must be prescribed by a doctor, and they're not available over the counter. These aren't nutritional supplements. So we're not talking about things like raspberry ketones or green coffee extract or ginkgo biloba. And since these are prescription medications and I am not a doctor, what you'll hear today on the podcast is my personal opinion about these medications and also what I've learned over the past decade working on and off with clients who use these medications to augment their weight loss efforts 
as well as with doctors who prescribe them. So I worked with several doctors who use weight loss medications, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about what that looks like behind the scenes. So it goes without saying that today's show does not replace medical advice, and I recommend that you take everything you'll hear in the episode today and make it your own. Make your own decisions about whether or not you're at a point in your journey where weight loss medications are an avenue that you wish to explore, okay? Another important thing I'd like to say is that I'm neither for nor against these medications, and that's super important for me to clarify. What I'm all for is making sure that someone is taking the steps that they need to take to become healthier. And what I've learned over the years is that this is going to look very differently from person to person. So while I fully believe that a healthy diet is often enough to change someone's health and really their entire life for the better, Some people struggle to make that work, and some people struggle to make those changes early on, and they need a little extra help. And that's where things like medications could become an option. Now, I don't believe that weight loss medications are a good first-line approach, but they can be a good tool. And I've worked with many clients who were able to get on the right path by using medications as a tool. And I want you to know that it took a while for me to buy into the idea of using medications. When I came out of graduate school with a nutrition degree, it meant that I wanted to treat everyone and everything with a 100% food-based approach. That was my goal. And I didn't really feel like the concept of using medications is correct. I didn't feel like that was the right way to do things until I started working at a weight loss center that offered them as an option. I was initially not sure what these meds were, where do they fit in, if they required a special diet to go along with them. I wasn't fully grasping what role they played, and it felt confusing to me to have medications for weight loss thrown into the mix because, for me, it was all about the diet. It was all about the food. But the more I researched and the more I spoke to doctors and other dietitians who worked with weight loss medications, it finally clicked for me. And what I realized was that these medications only work if you use them the proper way and that they're not really anything but another tool that's perhaps more aggressive than things like food journals and measuring cups, right? Certainly, if you're putting something into your body and you're taking the risk of having side effects, That's a lot more serious than just changing your diet, so it's more aggressive. But still, they're only a tool to help someone succeed. And like all other tools, they only work if you use them properly. So taking the medication didn't really change anything that this person had to do or how I counseled them or what kind of regimen they were on. It just meant that for some of those people, when the medication started working and it was tolerated well, they were able to make changes to their eating habits a little bit more easily. And since recently I've been seeing a lot of misinformation about medications, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted you to know what exactly are the facts about medications and what kind of things you should consider if this is something that you're thinking about or you've heard about or maybe your doctor mentioned to you or maybe you just saw an ad on TV. If you're at a point in your health journey where you need a little extra help I wanted to share this information. I wanted you to understand all options, and then you can make an educated decision about your own body. And remember that there is no one out there that can do this for you. 
we all have to gather the facts. We all have to evaluate the risk benefit ratio through the unique lens of our own life situation. Okay. So let's get to it. What are weight loss medications? There have been a few weight loss medications in the past that were removed from the market due to safety concern. And these are not the ones I'll be talking about today. Today, I want to focus on the four relatively new weight loss medications that have been FDA approved and they've been around since 2012. And they're currently on the market under the brand names Belvic, Qsimia, Contrave, and Saxenda. These are all brand names, and these medications each have different active ingredients and different ways in which they work. But what's most important to know and understand is that these medications do not cause weight loss in and of themselves. I'm going to repeat this one more time because this is the most important thing to understand. These medications do not cause a weight loss in and of themselves, meaning there is nothing in the medications that's causing the body to just burn calories or burn fat or shed pounds automatically or magically, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about what does happen when you take a medication, but essentially what these meds do is simply help control hunger and make it more comfortable for someone to make the necessary changes to their diet to facilitate weight loss with less hunger, okay? So these medications even though one of them, which is Qsimia, does contain an ingredient that's a stimulant, it contains fentermine, and that will ever so slightly increase metabolism. For the most part, these medications don't lead to any significant calorie burn or fat burn or anything like that. It's just not how they're designed to work. I want to describe a scenario for you, and you may be able to relate to this. Sometimes when you start on a diet, you struggle you feel hungry, you feel restricted, you feel a little bit deprived. Now, assuming that you've already looked at the diet and a dietitian has helped you review it and you've tweaked it enough so that it's nutritionally sound, it's not too low in calories, and theoretically, it's something that should produce a weight loss, but for some reason, you're having a hard time to stick with it. And that reason, 90% of the time, is appetite. 90% of the time, for the most part, I see people struggle to stick with a diet because they get too hungry. So it's hard for women sometimes to reduce food intake in a way that will facilitate the weight loss in a consistent way, which often means that you're either sticking with it and very hungry and feeling a little bit miserable and kind of white knuckling it, or you just find it too hard to stick with and you end up falling off and kind of forgetting the whole thing altogether. And that's understandable because going on a diet and feeling hungry is definitely not something that most people can sustain. Now, this scenario would be especially true and fairly common when someone's just getting started. Many, many times the first month is an adjustment period. Many people fall off the plan early on in that one before the one month mark because they get too hungry, they haven't adjusted to the diet, and they weren't able to get in a groove with it and keep it going. And it's a shame because getting through the early stages, even though it's sometimes hard, is really a great predictor of success. So we know that when someone sticks with a plan for at least four to six weeks, and they take the time to get used to it and adjust to it and kind of tweak it until it's perfect, they're much more likely to stay on it and see amazing results. 
And sometimes a medication can make a difference between falling off the plan and staying on it and being consistent. So I know that many people are resistant to taking medications. I'm not a lover of drugs and medications either. And I would never offer it to someone again first as a first approach or, or right off the bat. But again, think about it. What would you rather? Would you rather use a tool for short term at a low dose that's going to help you stick with it? Or would you rather continue to go on and off diets and fall off healthy eating plans because you find yourself being too hungry? And again, assuming that the diet was looked at, assuming that you've already worked to tweak the eating plan in a way that will help with hunger and will help with appetite control and all of those things, but it didn't work, a medication may be a good next approach. It may be a good next option since it's going to help acclimate to the plan without feeling hungry. So this way, what this would look like is you can practice eating better. You can practice new recipes. You can practice new food combinations. You can practice dissociating food from emotions and improving the mindset around eating in a more comfortable manner without being preoccupied with how hungry you feel or how much you're depriving or how much your appetite is poorly controlled. So it's not the ideal way to do things, but it's certainly a realistic way. And it's, again, something that I've seen work as a very good boost, a very good tool for someone to just give them that extra push to stay on the plane and be consistent with it as opposed to falling off quickly. And it's also important to understand that the medications don't cancel out hunger they don't just block hunger sensation altogether. That's not what it does. So someone taking the medication is still going to feel hungry at the appropriate meal times. It, you're still going to feel your hunger build over time. What changes is how you experience hunger. Hunger is going to be a lot less intense and more manageable when you're taking a medication. And a lot of people find that they crave food a lot less. Sometimes they don't crave food at all when they're on the medication. So how do the medications do this? What kind of things are happening in the body when someone uses the medication for appetite control? As I said in the beginning, each one of these meds does this via a different mechanism. So I'm not going to go into the chemistry of all the different active ingredients, but I can give you an example from Belvic, which is the brand name. So Lorcasserin is the active ingredient in Belvic, and that works on serotonin receptors in the brain. So it's making us feel full. It releases serotonin when we eat a smaller amount of food than we would normally eat. So this works on brain chemicals, brain uh, receptors of serotonin, and making sure that the satiety feeling is triggered with less food after eating a smaller amount of food. Another example is Contrave, and I'm going to simplify this, but Contrave is made up of two medications, and these two medications work together to lower activity in the pleasure center of the brain. So this is our reward system basically reducing our desire for food and for indulgent foods. And it also work on the appetite control center. So it's going to reduce hunger. So as you can see, someone who doesn't have a strong appetite or a strong desire for food or lots of cravings may actually not see any difference with these medications. And that's why it's important to fully understand how they work and realize that there's no silver bullet here, right? If someone's only eating emotionally, 
where there's no physical hunger most of the time. And most of the eating is done based on head hunger and emotions and managing feelings. Medications are not going to do much for that person. This is specifically designed to work with people who reduce the amount of food that they're eating or the type of food that they're eating and are truly feeling a little bit hungry. And again, if it's making it hard to stick with the plan, the medication can come in pretty handy right here. I'd like to move on to talking about the five key things you need to know about medications if you're considering using one of them or if you just want to know for kind of your general knowledge. The first thing I want to talk about is that these medications are not for everyone. There are actually specific criteria that someone must meet in order to qualify. And this is something that I've seen in practice. I would see people come in asking for the medication, but they actually didn't meet the criteria that was set by the FDA in order to qualify someone to be a good candidate for medications. So in order to qualify, someone needs to have a BMI of 30 or greater. And if you're not sure what BMI is, that is the ratio of height to weight. And you can calculate that pretty easily. If you just um, type into Google BMI calculator, you should be able to plug in your own numbers and see your BMI score. So you need to have a BMI of 30 or greater, which is considered obese, or a BMI of 27, which would be considered overweight with a comorbidity. So a comorbidity is a health condition that is weight related. So this could be something like sleep apnea, high blood pressure, or elevated triglycerides. So when you come in to see a doctor or a dietitian asking for a medication, and of course the doctor is going to be the one prescribing it, they're going to take a look at your BMI and see if you even are a candidate, if you can even qualify for this based on your weight as well as your health. The other thing that I want you to know is that side effects can definitely happen. And for the most part, these medications have side effects that involve the digestive system. So a lot of things like nausea, constipation, a little bit of stomach aches. And the other thing that's fairly common is headaches. So because there are four medications, oftentimes what would happen in the weight loss centers that I've worked in, someone would try one medication. And if they felt that the nausea or the headache is, is hard to tolerate and it's not going away, which it should, it should resolve itself within the first few days or weeks of taking the medication. But if it's not, if you're not able to, to gradually increase the dose as the doctor often directs. So most people will start on a low dose and titrate up very slowly based on the doctor's prescription and instructions until they reach the dose that works for them. And some people stay at a low dose and that's just enough. Some people need to get to the max dose to see an effect. But if someone's having enough side effects where they're not able to up the dose consistently, we may try a different medication. So that person may speak to the doctor and try a different type of medication. And oftentimes that type of medication may work better. So this happens, you need to work with it. You need to be flexible and try different things until you hit on the right combination of medication and diet and as little side effects as possible. These medication, this is the third thing, they only work when they're combined with a healthy diet and people who are committed to making changes. So you want to go into this not thinking that this medication is going to fix everything, 
but thinking that you're using it as a boost, as something that's giving you just a little extra oomph with your diet, okay? So you always want to work with a dietitian. You always want to come up with a healthy eating plan, something that's going to be nutritionally sound and is going to help you lose the weight healthfully. And really the key here is to establish habits. While you're on the medication and you're not feeling hungry, you feel really comfortable and good, now is the time to figure out what meal plan works for you. What meal prep do you need to do? What are some of the habits? Maybe you get into journaling. Maybe you get into a good exercise regimen right along with your diet. What about things like managing stress and sleep? While you're comfortable on the diet, it's prime time to making those changes so that by the time you wean off the medication, they've already been established as habits and you don't really need to worry about it. This is the best way to use a medication. Get the good habits going while you're on it. So when you come off it, you're smooth sailing. You're just continuing to do all of those things that have already been ingrained in you. So you want to combine it with a healthy diet. You want to make sure that you're getting good nutrition and you want to make sure that you're working with someone because that's going to be the best way. Sometimes we don't have a a good amount of insight into our own behavior and into our own diet. We may think the diet is perfectly healthy, but maybe it could be a little bit better. And a dietitian is going to be the best person to guide you on that. So a little plug for dietitians there. And I just want to mention to make this point even stronger that Every single study that was done on these medications involved a dietary component, involved a dietitian, involved someone who was guiding the participants on good nutrition and what kind of lifestyle changes they need to make to lose the most amount of weight. Which leads me to the next thing, and that is how much weight can I expect to lose on these medications? This is the most common question that I would get asked. And the answer to this really varies. What we see in studies is somewhere between 5 to 9% of your current body weight. So a woman who's 180 pounds can expect to lose about 10 pounds in six months. Now, this is what the science is showing, and it may sound like a little, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but what I see in practice is that people completely beat the odds on this. So if you get on a good eating plan and you're using a medication, you can lose much more than 5 to 9% of your body weight. I've had people who lost 80 and 100 pounds on this regimen, and it had nothing to do with what the studies are showing us. But to be safe, we're going to say that if someone's losing about 5% after three months of using the medication, the doctor is going to keep you on it. And the other way around, if you haven't lost 5%, at least 5% of your body weight in the first three months, it's unlikely you'll lose it going forward. So from what I've seen and the doctors that I've worked with, they're going to discontinue the medication because it's not showing good enough results. Now, if you're thinking about the 10 pounds and saying a woman who's 180 pounds is only going to lose 10 pounds in six months, that's not worth it. Well, I encourage you to think about the last time that you were able to lose 10 pounds in six months. And I encourage you to think if you did do that, What was that plan like? Was it restrictive? Were you able to stick with it? What happened after? Are you still down those 10 pounds? I say this because oftentimes the answer is no. So don't disregard a loss of 10 pounds because it's significant. And we know not just from studies, but from my practice experience, when you lose 5% of your body weight, a lot of things can change. You feel a lot better. You have more energy. You have less pain. Your lab work could look better. 
and it's highly, highly motivating. So even though it may sound like a little, and again, I think people who stick with it and work with someone can do a whole lot better than this, but 10 pounds is significant. And if you can't recall the last time you were able to lose 10 pounds in a short period of time, I encourage you to not kind of frown upon this. I encourage you to think about this as a real viable option because these results are significant. Now, what you need, and this is the fifth thing that I wanted you to know about weight loss meds, is that you need an exit plan, which is exactly what I help my clients do and achieve when they're coming off the medication. So if you've been off on a medication for, say, six months or nine months, and you've lost a good amount of weight, and now you're thinking, maybe I can wean off the medication. I feel confident enough in my habits. I feel confident enough in my eating plan that I want to try to do without it. What you don't want to do is come off the medication cold turkey and then try to wing it, okay? So if you're looking to maintain your weight, your calorie needs are going to be up a little bit, not by much, but just up a little bit, and you want to be following a maintenance plan. Otherwise, the weight's likely going to come back on and fairly quickly. So what I always encourage my clients to do is to come off the medication gradually and then ease into a new plan that's slightly higher calories, but still going to help you keep the weight off. And this is exactly what my client Jamie was doing. Jamie was able to lose 25 pounds using Contrave and really overhauling her diet and her lifestyle. And when she wanted to come off the medication, what we figured out is that she needed to eat a certain amount of calories in addition to what she was doing in order to keep the weight off. So we added a small meal to her day, and I also helped her come up with a game plan for when she was eating out and having more social interactions. So things like alcohol and desserts are things that you need to talk about, you need to think about, because you're not going to be able to add all of these things at once and keep the weight stable. So we came up with a game plan to help her enjoy eating out and also give her specific suggestions as far as meals and little snacks that she could augment her meal plan with to keep the weight off and make sure that her hunger doesn't return. So you want to make sure that that meal plan supports good appetite control. That's the key to a good exit plan when you're coming off the medications. So let's recap the five things that I mentioned today. The medications can be a good option. They're not for everyone, for sure. So first of all, you would have to speak to a doctor. You would have to get evaluated. You would have to meet certain criteria in order to qualify. And again, think about it. If you're naturally hungry, if hunger is not your problem, or if your appetite is very well managed and you have other issues that you're struggling with as far as weight loss, it's not for you, right? So this is for someone who's really struggling with hunger control. You can experience some side effects. They're mostly manageable. But again, if you're not feeling good on a medication, you can try a different one. These medications only work when they're combined with a healthy diet and you want to be super committed to making it work as far as your overall lifestyle. They're not something to play with long term. So we want to see results fairly quickly. And then weight loss is moderate. So I'm going to say if you lost about 10% of your body weight on a medication, you're doing great. But at the same time, being moderate doesn't mean that it's meaningless, right? So think about this. When was the last time you were able to lose a good amount of weight consistently in a fairly short period of time? And the last thing is you must have an exit plan 
which is where I can help you. So if you're interested in talking to me about a good eating plan, about weight loss, especially if you have hormonal imbalances, PCOS, thyroid condition, or you're going through menopause, I'm here for you. I want to help you. So you can reach out to me via the information on the website below, or you can always find me on Instagram and social media. I'm also on Facebook as the PCOS Dietitian. And on Instagram, you can find me at Daphna underscore Chazen. That's my handle. Make sure you come visit me there. I share a lot of great information and I do want to hear from you and have conversations with you. I'll be here again next week. Be well and take care of your body until then. Bye for now.